Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy with the Chris and Sandy Show, and boy, do we have a great show for you today. We got the amazing Elena. A little backstory with her. Um, <clears throat> she was actually the third person that we ever interviewed back in 2014. I thought it was second, but it was actually Lily Nelson that we interviewed second, and Elena was third, which I met Elena because of Lily Nelson. But she is one of the most prolific songwriters I've ever heard. Ever. Even when we interviewed her back in 2014, that was one of the things we talked about was like almost every day she was writing a new song or doing a new cover. You know, she was posting video after video after video. And it's, and it's not that she's not good. She's really, 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 really good. She's not only got a set of lungs on her um, that will make you cry in a good way, but she's also one of the most awesome songwriters that I personally know. She, She's been a friend of ours since 2014. We've tr we've treasured the friendship we've had with her, and we're definitely excited to have her on board with us on our new show. And I'd like to bring Elena Elena on now. Are you here? I am. Hello. Hey. Hi. <laughs> Thank so you for having me. No problem. We look. You were like I guess, like I said. It's funny. Remember earlier, I actually said that. You were the second, but I was going back through my um, files earlier and noticed uh, that I actually interviewed Lily second and you third. Oh, wow. I love Lily. It's been a while since I've seen her. But you, <coughs> yeah, guys said, you said such nice things about me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've found a place in both of our hearts. Like I said, we've known you for a while. You know, that helps too. And, you know, we've <laughs> definitely known that. You've had struggles, both and good things. So, you know, we kind of want to talk about all that. I mean, because again, the show is really about not not just the music, which we talk about that too, but I want people out there to understand what artists go through. And because I yeah. don't, I really, I really don't think people get that. Because you know, you you have I, I see on fa on Facebook and all that. Well. I ain't got to buy no music. I got, I can get on Spotify or any of these other digital things. I can do it for free. And they act like right. y'all don't, des they act like y'all don't deserve money. <laughs> and, yeah. and that's one of the reasons I want to bring out in this show is I want people to see, you know what? There's stories behind every artist. Yeah. And, and, and in most cases, an artist that, um, an artist that's not on there, um, that don't have a big story, they usually don't make it far anyway because usually that's where you pull from your songs. Yeah. <laughs> but now, as we get started, you know, tell us, we'll start on some high notes right now, you know, and some fun. <laughs> tell us a little, a little bit about um, what, you know, what you like to do for fun outside of music and, you know, where you're from and the, the stuff like that. Okay. Um, well, originally, I'm from western Pennsylvania. Um, it's a town called Butler, and um, it's about an hour north of Pittsburgh. So it's about nine, ten hours from Nashville, but I'm from there. Um, I packed up all my stuff in my car, and I moved here by myself. And oh, wow. outside, of, outside of music, I love to uh, work out. I love to watch Netflix and YouTube like everybody. Um, I love to hang out with friends, you know, try new places to eat. Um, I love makeup. Yummy. I've really gotten into makeup for the past year or so. <laughs> you, you, so. You should do a you should do makeup tutorials with your music. Oh uh, yeah, Got, come, yeah, I should. <laughs> come oh, that would be cool. songwriting rounds you need to get out there and perform you, and, and then at the same time you still got to pay your bills right yeah it's been a challenge um not gonna lie about that i have mostly worked part-time jobs since mm. i've been in nashville 
Uh, but right now I'm doing full-time. It's a great job. It's one of the nicest jobs I've ever had, so I'm really thankful for it. And it helps me pay for um, everything I need to do music-wise. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, because like, yeah. we, do, we do odds and ends things, too, to stay afloat while we try to build this brand. I mean, one of the things that we found that's worked for us is we deliver DoorDash. Oh, oh yes, and yeah. we love that. It's fun. So it's a and different it experience every day. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Sometimes I order through DoorDash uh, when I'm at work. If I don't, if I didn't bring anything with me to eat that day, sometimes I'll do that. <laughs> Well, yeah. well, well, make sure you tip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Tip the drivers. <laughs> and, and and something you might not know about DoorDash, rate if your driver at least did halfway decent, rate them a five star because DoorDash in their system, if everybody rates a driver four star, they're eventually kicked off the system. Wow. Four star is not good. A lot of people don't know right. that. It actually brings yeah, your score down unfair, when you rate four. But- Mhm. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I've never, well, I've never had the app ask me to rate the driver, but the app has asked me to rate the food from wherever place huh. I got it from. Huh. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, we get because ra- we get rated based on the food, and you know, it's kind of wrong. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, because sometimes. Yeah, we don't always know if the restaurant messed something up because we're not going to go, you know, opening people's wrappers and searching through it because I don't want to touch the food. So just. Yeah, that's not really correlated. <laughs> right. <laughs> so so yeah. what's, been some of the high, what's been some of the highs in your life? With, I know you've been doing music for a while now. So what are some of the highs that you've had in your music career so far that you can look that you look back and you're like, wow, I got to do that or or I met that person because, you know, what's some of the things you've done? Oh, man. Well, I have won some uh, TSAI songwriting awards, and that's been an honor. Um, I got to perform at Nissan Stadium one night. Um, oh, wow. Not last September, but the September before that, I think, or it was two years ago. Mm-hmm. But I got to perform there, and that was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I have had the pleasure of writing with some wonderful writers here in Nashville, some of them being hit writers, and my friend, Kirsty Nana, she's written Austin for Blake Shelton. I mean, she's just, oh, wow. she's just a great just incredible writer and so mm-hmm. I mean just being able to write with her <laughs> and I don't I mean being able to do everything that I've done I mean it's what I've wanted to do for a long time so I'm really grateful that I moved to Nashville in general to do this I'm just really glad that I did that yeah <clears throat> so who have been some so, of your musical influences I'm sorry, what do you say? Who has been some of your musical influences through your life? Um, oh gosh. I mean, I grew up listening to more pop, rock, adult contemporary, and then I got oh, wow. into country a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, but I loved like the big voices like Whitney Houston, <laughs> Mariah, Celine, you know. I love Cheryl Crow. I love a lot of R&B, like Brandy and Monica. Um, mm-hmm. I love Dixie Chicks and Shania Twain really pulled me over in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I, I love, I just got to see her for the first time last week. I love Miranda Lambert. <laughs> I've yeah. been following her oh, yeah. for a long time. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you think Taylor of the Swift new up-and-coming Gabby Barrett? Because she's got the big voice. Um, you know, I really like her. On the show, American Idol, I really wasn't sure. I uh-huh. was like, man, I I feel like she really is reminding me a lot of Carrie Underwood. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that she has this song out, the I Hope song, I love that song. And I was like, wow, like, <laughs> I was really, really impressed by it. I mean, it's a great, yeah, I remember- great song. 
I remember first hearing that song. I'm like, okay, this is different. She's and then she did the twist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> listening through and I was like oh why does she hope all that stuff and then I get to the hook and I was like oh like there it is you know <laughs> there's, mm-hmm. the, there's the dig right there the yeah. before he cheats type thing <laughs> yeah I mean it was I mean I'm just like excited for her and I'm excited for the potential for women to really start breaking through again here soon in country music <laughs> Because you know there's going to be a lot of spots. Yes. I'm sure you've seen that CMT basically said that on their videos they're going to start doing a 50-50 split now. Um, yes. And that leaves a lot of opens. Because they haven't let many – because, of course, we, me and you both know that they haven't let many women through right now. So this no. is there's, it, So there's going to be a big gap of probably at least 20 to 30 women that's going to be able to break through this year, I think, because of that one decision. I mean, I just wish that they had done it sooner, you know, but it's, like, sad that it's, like, taking this long to be like, okay, you know what, we're going to get 50-50 split, like, wow, thank you, you know, you know, and I've literally, I've been in meetings where industry got people are like, you know, this is really good, like, you're a great songwriter, you got a great voice, and you're the whole package, but, I mean, there ain't no females out right now, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and you, you know? and remember, remember we talked about this with you back in 2014 in that interview. Did we? And it's crazy. Yeah, we did. And it's crazy that we're mm-hmm. talking about it again. Still, it's been five years. You know. <clears throat> yes, yeah, it's yeah, still and, an issue out yeah. there. That's a shame. Because, because we, as you know, we've always we've never monitored that. It's like you know what we. In fact, we've actually interviewed more more girls than guys. Not that it's yeah. not that, that was on purpose, but that's how it's ended up being. <laughs> well, that's what I and think I noticed with a lot of podcasts, is, you know, too, that I've been on. Um, it's not like they play favorites towards genders, but I do happen to mm-hmm. notice that a lot more of the podcast interviews are female. Yeah. Which is great. Mm-hmm. Which is good. So thank maybe you maybe for us podcasters can maybe us podcasters can lead the way for everybody. Yeah, you're helping discover <laughs> undiscovered talent. So thank you. So, as we go into a little bit of a heavier stuff, tell us a little bit about some things that's happened in your past that's made you who you are today. As we right. get into more of just you know the rougher side of things. So um, I come from a really broken home. Um, I, like I said, I grew up in Western Pennsylvania. Um, I lost my mom when I was very young. I was three and she passed on eating disorder. I never really knew my father (laughs) and my grandparents raised me. Um, and so along with that, you know, I, I was very, very fortunate, um, to have a home to live in and to have food and, you know, the basic necessities and shelter and clothes and stuff like that. But I will say Mm -hmm. that they were very verbally abusive and sometimes Mm -hmm. physically abusive. Um, So I was very, very, you know, it was just me growing up in that environment. Um, And so I had to learn how to survive with all of that and Mm -hmm. music and listening to music and looking up to all these people like really helped me get through that time. Uh, like yeah. music is, it helped me survive. And the reason I think why I started writing is to help me deal with, you know, everything that I was going through in my home, you know, what I was getting screamed mm-hmm. at and I was yelled at and told that, you know, I was going to be, I was, wow. I'm worthless and that I was never going to be anything um, and I just like, I didn't want to believe that, I guess. Yeah. So luckily I had a lot of really great, um, teachers and mm-hmm. mentors and, um, people at church that really oh, wow. showed a light to me. So I, I just well, want to always say that, yeah, yeah. Teachers, um, are so important, you know, in schools, mm-hmm. whether your music, just regular, I mean, there are some children that just never have a safe family 
you know, mm-hmm. a safe family to go to or a safe home. And sometimes the only people, like, bringing the light into their world are, are teachers and mentors. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I'm, I know, you know, a lot of my friends have become teachers, and it's not oh, an wow. easy job. It's not an easy oh, job no, not to in be this a thing teacher. Like, schools don't even give teachers the money to buy supplies anymore, you know? Yeah. And so <clears throat> crazy. Thank, thank a teacher. If you, if you <laughs> know one, thank a teacher because they do, you know, they're amazing. And they helped me you know, get through everything that I went through. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so did, did, um, how were the kids in school with you since you were going through this family life that was so rough, that was really rough? How, how was it in school with your peers? Um, you know, I was lucky to go to a smaller school and mm-hmm. classes were smaller. You got to know everybody. And I had a lot of really great friends. You know, I think that some of us also were dealing with some issues at home. Um, And I really channeled all of that into, as you know, music and uh, Mm -hmm. perfectionism. So I was really, really hard on myself at at school. Like maybe I just wanted to prove it to somebody that I Mm -hmm. was not going to be worthless or pointless, so I would just do my best to try to get straight A's, and if I didn't get an A, I would cry, you know, and my oh, teachers wow. knew that I would cry a lot, so they noticed that sound familiar? I was very emotional. <laughs> it does. I, I was that same way about the grades. Yeah, very yeah. much of a perfectionist because of uh, bullying. I, I was lucky to have a pretty good home life with my parents, but went through a lot of bullying at a young age, so sorry, yeah. Kids can kids can be really mean. Um, they can. When I went to high school, it was uh, I kind of lost the straight A thing. It was more A's and B's. Um, it was just a really big change to a bigger high school, yeah. and a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I had some, a couple issues with bullying there, but you know. Got through it and life is better now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that awesome. That part yeah. Is good. yeah. Yeah. So I, I I see on Facebook that you're a big advocate of PTSD. Tell us why and what led you there. Well, like I said, um, I I used well I still do really. <laughs> um, <laughs> I in school I cry a lot and I always mm-hmm. felt like I was more emotional than other children, Um, and I don't know, like, I had no idea what was going on with me for a long time. I just thought that that was normal because of Mm -hmm. the house that I grew up in. That was my normal, you know, and then once I got out of school and I get to be around other people, you see, okay, well, maybe that life and the way I treated, maybe that was not normal. Uh, yeah. But I mean, there what is normal yeah. anymore? You know, it's like. <laughs> but, um, I just like since getting to Nashville, I just um, noticed I had like a lot more racing thoughts. Um, mm-hmm. I've always I've felt suicidal many times in the past. Uh, it just got progressively worse, and you know. Things would affect me, like if people scream or if somebody got in my face, like it really scared me. Mm-hmm. I started panicking, and yeah. then I just went to a couple of doctors, and I was like, please, please help me. Like my mind keeps racing. Like I don't know what to do. I don't know what's wrong with yeah. me. And so mm-hmm. I got diagnosed by two or three different doctors that I had PTSD. Oh, wow. So I had to, you know, even <coughs> learn learn what that was, you know, because I had mm-hmm. no idea. And there's a lot yeah. of people that have PTSD that don't even know it or realize it because um, I, I feel like it's, yeah, it's not talked about a lot. I mean, if you hear PTSD, you think of like a veteran. Yeah. And that's true. That's, a lot that's, of that's, where, I would, that's yeah. where I would have thought. Right. Yes. 
but I've come to learn that it can be anything traumatic, that it could be abuse, it can be rape, it can be assault, it can be a robbery, it can be anything like a natural disaster, like people in Hurricane Katrina. Mm -hmm. It can be anything Mm -hmm. that's caused a lot of trauma, you know, that can give you PTSD. Yeah. So. And see, you're the, and that's the reason I wanted to bring you on because I think that there's a, such a stigma behind that that, like you said, most people see it as a veteran thing. And that's yeah. and I was I was one of them, and I, I wanted you to come on so that you can kind of air the light because because most people won't admit to all this even if they know they have it. Yeah. And <laughs> and and I and I knew you would because I've seen your posts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because you've got—I've seen you get down on people when they when when they kind of put down P- PTSD and all that. <laughs> you I'm know, sorry. So, <laughs> so I was like, she would be the perfect person to get the backstory on, because again, it's a stigma out there that people don't understand, and society really doesn't bring it out good enough. I don't think no, because nobody talks about it. <laughs> it's just one of them yeah. things that are brushed under the rug. Yeah, and I, I want people to understand it's real. It is. It really is. Um, some people might say, um, you know, it's all in your head, or you know, that was years ago. You need to get over it. But I used to be one of them. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I, like, I, you know, and I, I understand that side of it. You know, it's just like, well, that was like, you know, twenty years ago. Why can't you just like let it go? But the thing is that's not understood about it is that especially when you're abused in childhood, that's the, mm-hmm. that's the most important time when your brain is developing. Yeah, your it brain is. Changes. Mm-hmm. Your brain changes from all of that. It changes from the trauma. Like, you react differently mm-hmm. now. I don't know all the mm-hmm. technical terms about it. I know that the hippocampus is smaller, shrinks, I believe, something like that. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> but I know that, you know, it, it changes your brain. You know, yeah. and it changes the way that you see things. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I want, you know, I want, and I'm sure other people with PTSD want to get over it yeah. just as much as the person who yeah. said that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and I think what really made me start realizing that it's real and all that, because we are sometime this year, we'll finally finish a book that we've been writing for married couples called Broken Together. And it's really about how two people, when they marry, they're actually broken. They're just, they might be broke, broken at different levels. And that brokenness comes out in the marriage because what happens is a lot of the times their arguments are based on past experiences on each side. And they don't yeah. know it. They have, they're, yeah. they're butting heads thinking that it's about this spending right now, but it's not even about that. It's not about the circumstances. It's about stuff that happened in their childhood, and they don't see right. that. And as I did doing study for the book and doing, listening to a lot of sermons about about this type of stuff, I got uh, it made me start to realize, ooh, I may have been wrong all these years, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> I, I realize now that your past really did create who you are. I just yeah. I didn't see that. I, I've always been like, just suck it up, move on, and and get up. And now I cringe when I hear that, because I, I yeah because. The, the thing I've learned the most in life now is when the guru says, forget it and move on, that's always the quickest way to repeat it. Right. You'll repeat it, you know, yeah. because I, mm-hmm. cause I always tell people you have to dig into your past and start seeing why you are the way you are. And when you start figuring that out, then you can move on. But if you just forget about it, you ain't moving on. It's that's not going to happen. That's very, very um, true. I mean, if you want to make a change, you got to get to the root of the problem. The I mean, why Why do I get upset about this? When someone says this to me, why does that upset me, you know? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But you know something it's, with your life, although your childhood broke you a little bit, it also made you, I think, because it made you into the songwriter you are today. Oh. Because I, I think you would be different. <laughs> If that didn't happen in your past, yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't have the type of emotional connection to the songs that you have when you sing them because there are songs out there that you that when you I've heard you sing in the past it's like man she 
feels that song when she sings it. You wouldn't yeah. have that if your past didn't happen the way it happened. I mean, I just <clears throat> connect to music in uh, such a deeper way. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, sometimes my songs are deeper, deeper subject material. Um, but, yeah, like mm-hmm. I said, it just has helped me survive. It's like I depend. It's like my survival. Like, it's, I mean, I just can't do without it. You know that that was Sa- Sandy took us with the bullying. San- me and San- Sandy have discussed this a lot since we have been married seventeen yeah. years, <laughs> and she mm-hmm. told me a lot about the music got her through all that bullying back then. It did. It was very healing. That's all I felt I had at the time to turn to was just turning on the right song, and it would just make me forget about everything bad that was going on. It just built a very deep connection to music. Yeah. What songs did you connect with? Oh, a, a, a lot. A, too many to name. I, I was very into <laughs> pop at a young age, like you mentioned, and adult contemporary at the time. Around 12 is when I really got into country music. And like you yeah. mentioned, Shania, of course, Faith Hill back then, Reba, just, just anything, anything on the radio. Yeah. That was same here. Yeah, I really like seeing all the strong females. But that really encouraged me, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you look at the back in the 90s, they, you know, and again, Sandy, I talked about this. They played a lot mm-hmm. more women back then. They did. They did. It, it but, was a pretty I, good split back then, Pro- probably at least about 50-50 in the 80s and 90s, I would say. Yeah. I th- but I think, and this is just my opinion, I think the twist got right around the year 2000 when the term bro country happened. Right. Yeah. And, and I'm going right. to, and, and, yeah. and we, and again, Sam and I both like Florida Georgia Line and some of their songs, oh, but we I do. think it went overboard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, it probably and, went too much that and, way. And, and when that happened, it pushed a lot of women out because it, it, Bro Country became such a big hit overnight, and I believe yeah. that that's where, that's when radio stations were like, "Wow, we 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 need to play only this." Yeah, like this is working, so let's do more of it. You know what I mean? What do you think about the station mm-hmm. actually admit? Because I've heard this before, but I didn't. I've never. Heard, I, I never knew an executive to admit this. So I, so it was always rumors. What do you think about the executive that admitted that they can't play two back-to-back country women? What do I think about it? Yeah, that somebody actually admitted that. Cause we all knew that. That that was kind of a yeah, thing. Yeah, I was like, well, yeah, because you don't hear because <laughs> you don't hear <laughs> a lot of women on the radio. It was now we funny, do here really. in Savannah. <laughs> we do here in Savannah. Believe it or not, they actually do play back-to-back women here. They do, and we love that when they do it. Oh, that's awesome. On a commercial station? Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Because that guy, he was like, yeah, not even Little Big Town and Lady Annabelle. Because they're in groups and duos or whatever. Because we've heard many times they play Gabby and then Kelsey. Oh. Yeah. (coughs) Or like a Carrie and a Miranda back to back. Huh. Now, now we kind of love we kind of love it when they play a Blake and a Miranda back to back. Yeah, <laughs> they do that quite a bit. Aww. Interesting. I wish it worked out between them. Oh, I know because we they were because yeah. it was like they were like the couple. I mean, that was oh, like really were. cool. You know, yep. and I told I told Sandy, uh, you know, when I guess a few years into their marriage or whatever, I was like, I think something's going on with them. Nobody believed me because I said, oh, no, they're strong. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you don't see Blake talking about her like he used to. Right, yeah. Because on The Voice, yeah. at the very beginning, he would always bring up the word Miranda a lot. Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden. And she was these... on the show a lot then, too, yeah. <laughs> on The Voice as like an advisor or, or some capacity. Yeah. But... And, and, yeah. then she, and then he would make these videos. With another country artist, that's yeah. a woman, and I'm like, and I'm like, why is he not using Miranda? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and so I told Sandy, I was like, I think their marriage is over. 
I just just seen a few things there, and then I was like, I hope I'm wrong because I, I think I think it's cool that I will. I was hoping they would be the next Tim and Faith. That'd be cool. Yeah. <clears throat> or Garth and Trisha and all that. You know, I love yeah, the together. strong marriages out there that stay together for for years to come. Yeah. Especially especially as an entertainer, you know that's that's, that's tough right. anyway. Hard. Yeah. They're both like at the top of their careers, and I'm sure that that's difficult. It broke my heart when I found out they weren't together anymore. I was so sad. You know, with Miranda's songs and all, you can tell she still resents it. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit <clears throat> sad there. So, so who knows? I mean, if, you know. Who knows what will happen in the future, but hope you know. Yeah. Hopefully, they've learned their lesson and whatever. Because of course, nobody knows what really happened. But yeah. hopefully, they've learned from whatever it is that went wrong mm-hmm. and, yeah. and all that. So, um, mm-hmm. but you know, we're about to take a small little break, and I'll, you know, I've got. Um, oh, and I forgot to tell you that Brandon from the Sports Guys podcast wanted me to say hey to you. Oh, <laughs> hey Brandon. Yes. Him and us are kind of partners now mm-hmm. And oh. you know he, he he talks about us on his show And we talk about him on our show so And all that So real quick I'm going to play um, His little thing And then I'm going to play your song And then when we get back we will come back And talk about your song Awesome thank you <laughs> Hey everyone We have partnered with another great podcast called the Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out. Ditching me for disc golf on a Saturday afternoon While I'm wasting time wondering why I can't come to Hanging on to my phone instead of hanging out with my friends You get toasted, I get ghosted And it keeps on happening
that they, they that's what they wanted because a lot of the women that I've dated in the past over the years, it was like we'd break up because or supposedly because oh you're too nice, and <laughs> and it's like and it's like why do women think that way? How can a guy be too nice? Yeah. And, and it took me finding the, and again this is I'm in my second marriage the first marriage was the first time I ever actually I destroyed the marriage and I think a lot of it had to do with well all this oh he's too nice he's too nice he's too nice and then I then I get some someone that accepted it and I guess mentally I felt like I didn't deserve it right yeah and then and then I destroyed it and then I really yeah. thought well you know after that it's like there's no way God's going to allow me have someone else come in my life who's great. I, I really, and then Sandy comes along. Yeah. <laughs> and then I almost destroyed that because of my of the, going through 19 years of addiction. The first five years, she put up with way more than she should have um, in it. But you know, through that, I needed what she, she never nagged me. She never put me down. She always loved me through the addictions. And we have a lot of people tell us that you know those beginning years. She allowed me to walk over her, but I try to explain, no, she allowed me to experience God's pure love through her. Because right. if it weren't for that, I would have never changed. You know, I had, I've been so broken through the years, of the 19 years of addiction, because 19 years of addiction will change anybody. I don't care who they are. will change mm-hmm. you. And mm-hmm. so going through all that, I, God knew I needed somebody that could take a little bit of punishment, but without crossing, I, I, I didn't cr- cheat and I'd never hit her. So didn't cross those lines, but I came right, close to other lines that I shouldn't have. And, um, but, cause I think those two lines she had left. Um, I would but, have. but it <laughs> was hard on her those first year on her, on the beginning years and all that. But God knew she had such a pure heart that it would change who I was so that he could finally get into me. And then, you know, and as of this, as of this last December, 12 years sober because of all this, and, and now we got a marriage stronger than ever, you know, two kids, a 10-month-old a 10 little girl now, and eight-year-old son, yes. so, you know what I mean? Wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and none of that would have happened. <laughs> none of that almost didn't happen because of my stupidity mm-hmm. and my pride and my ego and my insecurities and because of my past. Yeah. But, you know, but thank God she was there uh, there for me when I couldn't, you know, she was strong in our marriage when I couldn't be strong. Yeah. That's, <clears throat> that's just an amazing, amazing story. And congrats on the 12 years sober and Sandy. I have to give you so much credit for staying with him and having such a pure heart and congratulations on your children. And I just think that that's such a powerful thing. Well, thank you. And speaking of children, our little eight-year-old always likes to ask the question to each artist. He's our future (laughs) interviewer. He wants his own podcast someday. So (laughs) we have to let him be a part of each show. (laughs) So tell him the question, (laughs) Okay. <laughs> but yeah, we we've always said this is a family show. So you know we you know, I mean, and our little daughter, ten month old, she's in sleeping. So we always try to put her down for the show so that that way we could do a show together. Because it is the Chris and Sandy show, not the Chris show. <laughs> yes. Even though I told her with my love of talking and her love of country music, we're a team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Y'all are great. All right. Teams. Here he is. Here's All right. Chris here he is. Hi, Elena. Hello, how are you? And uh, 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 what's your favorite food? Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh my gosh! I like cheese. What about you? Pizza. Pizza. Oh, yeah, he loves pizza. <laughs> he, now, now he loves mac and cheese too. Oh, mac and cheese is great. <laughs> <laughs> so does Sandy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was good. But yeah, we always try and, again. Uh, and thank you for talking. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> but but we we always try to include him and because we run everything from home and we all do. that. Mm-hmm. And and all that, and we're like, you know what, you know, let's. 
I want it to be a family show. I want, you know, we and anything we do, we want it to be family oriented and, and and all that. And because one thing I've learned through life when it comes to kids is, you know, like, that the best way to inspire purpose into your kids is for you to live out your purpose in front of them. And I think yeah. that's what we're doing here. That's awesome. I'm so glad that y'all are doing this. And, you know, if you're happy doing it, continue doing it. It'd be great when we oh, make we money. We love it. But right, right now, you know, we're, we're like a starving artist. Which, to be honest, I think it makes us more powerful as hosts because we get you. Yeah, yeah, you we know, can relate. We, yeah. we go through the same. You, you know, you you get interviewed by somebody on radio where they're probably making a hundred thousand a year, <laughs> you know, or, or fifty thousand a year, yeah. sixty thousand a year, whatever their yeah. income is. You know, <laughs> well, we don't. We we don't know where the next dollar sometimes is going to come from. Right. Yep, we do our gig work and and we keep going. <laughs> and and but we but we have this vision of what new country media can eventually be, and we're in the hunt just like you as an artist is in the hunt. So yeah. I believe that makes mm-hmm. us a more powerful team because I, again, we can relate to what you're going through as an artist. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I mean, I know that me and Ashlyn Grace, my friend, I know. And all the other artists, like, we really appreciate you for doing all this and taking, you know, time out of your life to interview us. And, I mean, it helps us, and hopefully it helps you guys, and we just are oh, yeah, super it grateful. Yeah. It helps It helps me inside so. because, again, I'm in a zone. Where, you know, it's funny. Leading up to the show, I'm always like, my stomach's like, Wah. <laughs> I get so nervous, and then oh. once the show starts, I just go. And whatever, because yeah. I'm always like, lie. "You'll do fine. You always do fine. Don't get nervous." <laughs> well, it's a, you know, it's a live show. It, like when we interviewed um, Ashlyn Grace, I, uh, that was our very Ashlyn Grace and Ava on the very mm-hmm. first show uh, that right. we did for the Chris and Sandy show. I told Sandy because since this is live, you know, because back in 2014 we just. If you remember, we just did it, recorded it, and then we written it out, and all that wasn't live. Yeah, here it's live. Mm-hmm. So I told Sandy, I was like, I don't fear the talking; I fear the technology not working. And oh. of course, on that first show, God had to um, let me go through my fear because, in mm-hmm. right in the middle of Ashlyn's interview, or I should say, conversation, because I don't think these are interviews. I see, I see them as a dialogue with artists. Um, I don't want to interview. I want dialogue, and, mm-hmm. and for both both all of us to talk. But um, as we were talking, all of a sudden it goes blank. And, as, <laughs> and see, I'm on one fo- I'm on one phone. Sandy's on another phone, and she comes running here. And says, "What's going?" I was like, "Ashlyn, Ashlyn, nothing." And Sandy come in here. It's like, "What what what, what happened?" Oh, whoa. and Ashlyn was private messaging me through Facebook. Um, what happened? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then she, we all logged back in, still on the same thing. Yep. And then all of a sudden, we had a. It was. It was within about three minutes. We all appeared again. Yeah. And I've got a friend. And it's funny because I've got a friend of mine who's a blog talk radio uh, master, and he's been on this thing for like five, six years. And I told him what happened because I have never heard that happening. So like, really? Weird. So I'm so I'm so the one. What have getting... to happen on our first show? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get all the so, kids out. And I, I'm like, I guess God allowed that so that that way, okay, we can get mm. through that. We can get through any show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just like talking to a friend. Yep. That's and right. That's all, and, and that's how I want these to be. I, I don't want it to feel like an interview, even though we ask questions. But I want the questions yeah. to come up, and then we go back and forth. And then it just like you said, talking like a friend, and because that's me. I, I, there are times I'll talk to a friend, like like Brandon. Um, the first time me and him talked from the Sports Guys podcast, um, we talked on the phone for two hours. Wow, nonstop. <laughs> and that and yes, that's what and I that like. is a common theme <laughs> for Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, having one hour or two hours, sometimes three hour conversations with you. Yeah, Sandy told me. In fact, today we were talking about the same subject of how, because again, I've realized my talking 
all these years just out of, with with strangers and all that that many times she gets annoyed because we're like, we're in the hour in, and I don't even know this person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's ready to go, and I'm just a talking like, away. We got things to do. We got to go. And today we realized that, you know what, all those t- thousands of conversations I've had is helping mm-hmm. me do what, what, we, what we love to do now. Never, mm-hmm. never realized yeah. that was going to lead to that. But, yeah, I just – Love to talk, and I, I mean, so many people I get on the phone with. In fact, I've had people, if I'm calling them, won't answer the phone because they know that they're they. If they look at the clock, they're like, okay, I've got 30 minutes, but I I know it won't be 30 minutes, so I won't even answer the phone. (laughs) 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 And and, and, you know, that's why we're doing a show. I want to give artists a chance to tell their stories. I, you know, a lot of the podcasts you get, you know, 15, 20 minutes. And you can only say but so much in the 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. You know, I want to come out, you know, like I didn't even write down a bunch of questions like I normally do for you because I knew we was going into your story and all that. And, and I wanted to give that some leadway um, so that your oh, story yeah. can come out here so that we could just let God take it wherever it takes it. Because that's how I felt today with this. I was like, you know what? I had a few base questions written down that I normally ask everybody, <laughs> but yeah. and, then I, and then the only question I written written down to lead that way was was um, a question about tell me how your past and about, about how your past about your past in order to um, help us understand who you are today, and that and that was really the only question I had for your whole past because I figured that would lead into everything, and it did. It worked, <laughs> but I mean, if we do, you know, but as we do wind this thing down, um, got a couple more questions. One, you know, if you could co-write with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be, and what would y'all write about? Oh my God! Uh, I, I've been asked this question before, and I just like. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I can't even I can't I can't I have I have no answer right now. At this moment, like today at two thirty central time, like I I seriously don't know. Like I mean I'm sure that I could say just the email I could say oh my god, there's just so many amazing oh God, I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't have an answer for you. I have no how about, idea. How about this? Uh, if- if you could spend 30 minutes with anybody, who would it be and what would your first question be? Um, I would love to spend 30 minutes with, I mean, I'd love to spend more time with, but yeah. I would love to see my mom again. Oh, wow. Yeah. And mm. did you ask what question would I ask them? Yeah. What would be something you'd want to know? I would want to know what heaven was like. Yeah, that's a really good one. Yes, that is a very good one. I love that. I love that answer. Yeah, I want to know, you know, how she's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That, you know, because my mom's yeah. in heaven, too, and, and Sandy's dad's in heaven. So, we, you know, we, we yes, always we wonder relate. if. If when her dad passed, if my mom was there waiting for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hopefully they've got to be oh, yeah. everything. I'm sure they have. And hopefully he knows about our little 10-month-old. I would like to think he does, that he loved little Chris. Yeah. So as we yeah. wrap this thing up, what's one piece of advice that you, that if you was to, give your if you were beginning in music right now what advice would you give yourself to keep going if i was beginning in music right now yeah what advice would you give yourself um Just to keep going. Never give okay. up. Don't ever stop. Yeah. 
Because I think that's where people go wrong because, you know, as they say, Nashville's a 10-year city. And many people move there and within five years ready to leave. Yeah, I've been here eight and a half years, and they weren't joking. (laughs) 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 But I think part of it, I mean, I think part of it has to do with the whole female situation right now. And Yeah. Yes. You know, I didn't. You know, you come here so excited and you're just head in the clouds and you're like, yeah, I'm going to do this in three years, you know, and, <laughs> you know, five years later, you're like, oh, okay, um, there is harder than I thought, you know, and there's so much talent around here and it's very humbling and very awesome to be around this much talent I mean there's no city quite like it anywhere yeah because I remember so when I asked years ago Brandon Maddox what oh yeah uh what would the piece of advice he'd give someone just starting out I'll never forget his answer he said that before you move to Nashville build your base local and regional before you move yeah because he said the same thing you just said because when you get there you're going to be intimidated. But if you've got yeah. a base to keep you going, then it'll be a lot easier on you than to come here fresh. I came here pretty fresh. I didn't <laughs> have a huge base at all. <laughs> you you just played, said, you know what, I'm all in. There, but yeah, I really did. I visited here by myself one time for like four <laughs> days, and I was like, this is it. This is home for me. People are, I love the southern <laughs> Southern kindness mm. and everything, and I was just like, I'm gonna do it. Oh wow! And I, That's awesome. I played a few. I played some back in Pittsburgh. I, I was like a late bloomer, you know. Um, I didn't get a whole. I, I didn't get a whole lot of support from my immediate family, you know. Um, yeah. So yeah, I took a big risk. And but so you're doing awesome now. Okay. Yes. You know. Yep. The. The contacts you've made, the friends you've made, um, the music you've put out, I really believe that you're on track to be one of the big artists. Like I said the other day on Facebook, I really believe that you will be one of the big artists down the road because you've got you've you've definitely got the work ethic. That I have zero because that I think the work ethic is what most people miss because I think a lot of people yeah. come there, they think, oh well, I can sing really good, it'll fall in place. Yeah, and, and, and it sometimes, work that sometimes way. it does. Sometimes it honestly does. Like you know, <laughs> you know. But, um, <laughs> but I really part, appreciate you. I really appreciate yeah. you uh, believing in me like that. That really means a lot. So thank you. Well, we we appreciate you, and you know, we look forward we to three three six months having you back on the show and see where you are then. Because definitely, we keep up to date and. Being Facebook friends, I, I watch everything that you do and, and all that. Aww, but I'm no stalker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we right. have to keep up with everybody that we know. You know, it's, we again, do. it's all about staying current with the music, staying current with our friends. Yeah. Yeah. Staying, but we do love everything that you do, where you, what you stand for. And we just mm-hmm. hope that you never give up. Thank you. Right. I would love to come back in three to six months. I've got uh, probably a new single coming out by then. That's why I oh, said better than that because my last single or EP was the Christmas stuff, you know, and then mm-hmm. the song that you played was the single before that. So Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, we'd love to have you back. And as we wrap yes, it up. Yeah, I'm looking you know, forward to that new material. <laughs> we, are de- we definitely appreciate you. And, you know, as we yes. wrap this up, you know, we thank you for everything you do. If you want to tell people um, how to get in contact with you mm-hmm. to get your music. Where to get my music, you said? Yeah, it, it, yeah if you want to tell people real quick how to get in, oh, how yeah. to reach out to you. <laughs> sure. Um, well, if you want to look me up online, uh, my name is Elena, and you spell it A-L-A-Y-N-A. Um, there is another Elena out there. I'm the country one. Um, my website is <laughs> my website is elenasmusic.com. I have music on Spotify. Um, I put out videos weekly on YouTube. Um, I'm active on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and yeah. And you know what? That's a wrap. 
And, and again, we appreciate you, and we will talk with you real soon. Thank yes. you so much, guys, for having me on. Thank you. Oh, thank you for being on. <laughs> hey, everyone. We hope that you really love the show today. We got a show, another show tomorrow. Then we've got a show Monday, and we mm-hmm. got another show Tuesday. We're starting instead of doing one show a week with you two artists. We realized that it wasn't fair to the artist for the se- for, for the second one. We were realizing that a lot of people just was not um, tuning in for the second artist. They listened to the first artist, but not the second. So we ch- we're changing the format, and we're probably doing mm-hmm. three to five, maybe even six sometimes a week. You know, but right. it'll all be separate um, shows each day, different days. But we've got a show tomorrow. We've got a show Monday, and we got a show Tuesday. And we look forward to bringing these great artists to your doorstep because again they all have stories all their stories matter and we just want y'all to hear the behind the music behind the artist and we hope that you can go out and buy their stuff because let's face it they can't do this for free they need your help so go out spend the money on on the up-and-coming artists not just if, if you already spend x amount of money on big artists well go out and spend 50% of that on up-and-coming artists. You know, split. I'm not saying don't take away from the big artists, but, you know, split it 50-50. But go out, spend the money, and, you know, and find – and that's why we want to bring all these different artists to you um, so that you can kind of have some fresh meat, or, so to speak, of, hey, yeah, I like that person. I'll go buy their their music or whatever. But anyway, we love all y'all. We hope y'all listen. Please share this, and we look forward to our next episode.